98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories. President Xi Jinping talks up the importance of free trade at the APEC summit, while US Vice President Mike Pence criticises China's infrastructure drive. Police are examining whether officers breached protocols in the case of a prisoner who escaped while taking a bathroom break in the custody at a hospital. And retailers are warned of tough immediate enforcement action when a ban on selling alcohol to minors kicks in at the end of the month. President Xi Jinping has defended China's flagship Belt and Road Initiative and criticised the growth of protectionism in a major speech at the APEC summit in Papua New Guinea. Xi stressed that there would be no winners from a trade war or a new Cold War amid increasing rivalry with the United States. Speaking through an interpreter, he said attempts to erect barriers to free trade were short-sighted and doomed to failure. We should remain committed to openness so as to create more space for development. Economic globalization is the sure way for the human society to achieve development, and the multilateral trading system has created opportunities for us all. Speaking at the same event, U.S. Vice President Mike Pence criticized China for what he called opaque checkbook diplomacy. In a swipe at China's infrastructure efforts, Mr. Pence urged leaders of Pacific nations to embrace the United States, which did not offer a constricting belt or a one-way road. Police Commissioner Stephen Lowe says the force is investigating how a prisoner escaped from police custody in Queen Mary Hospital yesterday after he was repeatedly al- reportedly allowed to go to the bathroom without handcuffs. Officers say 34-year-old Li Leong climbed up through the ceiling and escaped. He was arrested at the airport on Wednesday after three years on the run. He jumped bail in 2015 after he was charged with using a fake identity document. Mr Lowe says the probe will determine whether any officers breached protocol. We have a established procedure and guidelines in how to escort a prisoner to attend hospital. At the moment uh, we are doing uh, our inquiries and if uh, any officer uh, is found to contravene any guidelines or established procedure uh, we will uh, take uh, follow-up actions. Whilst at the same time uh, we are doing our best uh, to locate uh, the wanted person. Mr Lowe said a separate investigation has concluded that a policewoman was fully justified in shooting a cutter-wielding man in the stomach at the Shamshoi Po MTR station earlier this month. He said the officer had made a reasonable and correct call after assessing the situation in full compliance with police regulations. The man had reportedly ignored warnings and had moved to attack the officer and a colleague. Hong Kong's Tobacco and Alcohol Control Office says retailers can expect tough enforcement from day one of a ban on sales of alcohol to minors. From the end of this month, supermarkets, convenience stores and organisers of public events will not be allowed to sell alcohol to people aged under 18. Bars and clubs are already banned from doing so. Offenders face fines of up to $50,000. The office's head, Dr Jeff Lee, said there will be no grace period and dismissed concerns that retailers would struggle to control alcohol sales through self-checkout machines. It appears to me that they don't have any difficulties um, uh, on these measures because they already, uh, for example, in some supermarkets, you already see there some, uh, they have some uh, self-checkout machine. They already have some measures to prevent uh, the youth to buy uh, the, the alcohol through this self-checkout machine. So I, I don't think they have any difficulties on these uh, measures. 
The UN says both sides in the war in Yemen, which has triggered a vast humanitarian crisis, have promised to attend peace talks soon in Sweden. The UN's envoy to Yemen told the Security Council the commitment could be a pivotal moment in the war between the government and the Houthi rebels. BBC's Nada Tofik reports from New York. Martin Griffiths has said he believes the warring parties in Yemen are genuinely committed to attending peace talks. He plans to travel to Sanaa next week to finalize logistics and even offered to personally escort the Houthi delegation to Sweden if needed. Mr. Griffiths also announced that he was close to reaching a deal on the exchange of prisoners. The new diplomatic push comes after the United States and Western powers called for a ceasefire and talks by the end of the month. UN officials have warned that up to 14 million people, half of Yemen's population, are at risk of famine. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The Urban Renewal Authority says it will consider the state of the property market next month before deciding how much buyers will save in the city's new discount housing scheme. The URA will sell 450 flats at its project in Matawai, Kowloon City, under the Starter Home Scheme, a new initiative by Chief Executive Carrie Lam to benefit middle-class Hong Kongers too well off for subsidised homes. Flats will be sold at discounts of up to 38% on the market value. But URA Managing Director Wai Chi Singh says it can only decide on the exact discount after surveyors assess the market value of the flats. I do not have the expertise to predict the movement uh, of the property market. Uh, it will going to adjust downward. Our intention is that we will fix the price as close to the market as possible. So our current intention is that in early December we'll appoint an independent surveyor to assess the market price. Buyers will be able to apply for flats in the Matawai project early next year. They will not be able to sell the flats for five years. Mr Wai says the URA sees no need to go as far as the Housing Authority, which this week announced plans to ban resale of subsidised homes for 10 years. The Matawai project initially was not intended to be a starter home project. So as a result, the design, the proportion of a studio, single bedroom and double bedroom the original proportion was not designed to be a starter home. Now, at the moment, more than 80% of the units are studio and single bed. Now, the intention of the starter home is to assist those higher income groups. And I, I personally believe that this higher income group has a better opportunity to move upward. So if you impose a longer restriction on the resale period, it may not assist this higher income group. Friends and relatives of the murdered Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi have begun a wake for him in the family home in Jeddah. It follows a day of prayers for Mr Khashoggi held in cities around the world. The BBC's Sebastian Usher reports from Riyadh. Mourners have been paying their respects to Jamal Khashoggi in his former home in Jeddah. His son Salah has returned to Saudi Arabia to greet friends and relatives even as the political fallout from his father's killing continues. Over the next two days, only men are participating in the wake. Then it will be the turn of women, according to Saudi tradition. It's an acknowledgement by the family that the body of Mr. Hashoggi is unlikely ever to be found. The Saudi authorities have clearly sanctioned the wake, even as they strive to shield the crown prince from any shadow of suspicion. Donald Trump has threatened to walk out of White House news conferences if journalists don't follow new rules that are being drawn up. He issued the warning after a judge ordered the CNN journalist, Jim Acosta, should be allowed back into press briefings. His White House pass was withdrawn last week following a televised disagreement with Mr Trump. The BBC's Chris Buckler has the details. 
Donald Trump insisted it wasn't a big deal, that a court had ordered the White House to return a press pass to CNN correspondent Jim Acosta. The president had called him a rude, terrible person during an angry exchange at a news conference last week. Mr Trump told Fox News that his staff were now working on new rules and regulations for the conduct and behaviour of journalists. And he warned that individual members of the media would not be allowed to keep on asking questions. Otherwise, he said he would simply walk out. The man who designed the Brazilian soccer team's famous yellow shirt has died. Aldir Schlie, a designer, journalist and writer, was 83. BBC's Leonardo Rocha reports. Until Brazil lost the 1950 World Cup final in home soil, the national team used to play in white. The unexpected and traumatic defeat to Uruguay led to a crisis of national identity. The authorities decided that a new kit would be created and launched a national competition. The only requirement was that it should have the four colours of the national flag to instil the players with a sense of pride and passion. The competition was won by Algier Schlie, an 18-year-old who worked for a provincial newspaper. Ironically, Mr Schlie was born near the border and supported Uruguay throughout his life. And to end the news, the top stories once again. President Xi Jinping talks up the importance of free trade at the APEC summit, while US Vice President Mike Pence criticises China's infrastructure drive. Police are examining whether officers breached protocols in the case of a prisoner who escaped while taking a bathroom break in custody at a hospital. And retailers are warned of tough, immediate enforcement action when a ban on selling alcohol to minors kicks in at the end of this month. The news from RTHK. Welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, in the chair till 3 p.m. This week we have a super special treat in the studio. Our guest, photographer, writer and adventurer in Mongolia and elsewhere, Marc Projan and his selection of music. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian. We're still the belly button of the world. He's from Rome. And in studio, I have my guest, Marc Projan. Thanks for your time. Merci, bienvenue. Welcome to the show. Uh, we know each other for some time, especially through uh, your wife, Madeleine, and uh, Parenthèse in uh, Central with uh, the French bookshop. Uh, unbeknownst to me, until we met by chance in Central uh, in a coffee shop, Marc Projan has a huge years. I don't I actually don't know where to start. His travels, his photos, his adventures, his writings uh, with the Royal Geographic Society, no less. Where do we begin? Well, we begin in Hong Kong. This is where I came uh, back in the 1970s. Wow. <laughs> as a watchmaker. and Swiss uh, watchmaker. Swiss watchmaker, yes. Perhaps the best, but uh, well, over the years, I thought that uh, the time was restricting doing things in my life. And then perhaps I was thinking that in the end, it was a time to switch to something different. 
and then move to a country where time is not exist.